Oh, hey, um, just waiting. Just waiting for one old Mr. Aaron Charles Rogers. Don't know about you guys, but I can't think about anything else. I try to read something. I try to distract myself. I try to like just compartmentalize my life and do anything else that doesn't have to do with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And I'm incapable of doing it. I am an absolute sucker for this shit, and I cannot break free. Aaron, I'm begging you, man. Playing the waiting game here. Remember on January 9th when Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want to hold them hostage? Eh, we're getting close to hostage time. Getting close to some uh, single bulb hanging overhead while the Packers are tied to a chair. Not there yet. But we're getting close. A few days away, Aaron. I understand it's a big decision. I get that this is his livelihood. This is his life, whether to play, whether to retire, whether to accept a trade to the Jets, whether to cause all sorts of havoc with the Green Bay Packers. These are all on the table, and I get it's a big decision. But you've had some time to you know, pontificate, to try and work these things out. You went on a damn four-day darkness retreat to kind of clear your mind. I didn't think that would elongate the process. I thought that would give you clarity and draw you closer to a decision or an ability to make one. But this is uh, what I get for being so emotionally invested in the Green Bay Packers and uh, their quarterback. And I understand that's on me. I'm not blaming Aaron. I'm blaming myself. thousand percent. And hopefully, hey, maybe news breaks while we're live here. Playing the waiting game together. Good to see everybody. Hope, hope everyone's doing well. How's everybody in the comments section? Oh, everyone in all your... Everybody's already ripping it up. Of course, Brandy's here. How, what's up, Brandy? How are you? Gary's here. Of course, Gary's here. How are you doing, Gary? Daniel, how are you? Soder's starting us off with a super chat. How are you, buddy? I was kind of hoping that you would give us a 20-minute riff on the greatness that is Patrick Taylor. I'll tell you what. Patrick Taylor's a good football player. He answered the bell every time he was given an opportunity last year. I hope you see a little bit more of him next season. I like Patrick Taylor. He's a good guy. Uh, including uh, Patrick Taylor, who's a commenter here. Not, no, no relation, but... He's a good guy, too. Ryan, thank you for the super chat. Nagler, I think QB1 might have a problem with New York State and their VAX requirements. Uh, I don't think so, especially since a lot of those requirements requirements have been lessened. Um, I think 12 is going to be just fine. Joe, thank you for the super chat. Did Ron Wolf adhere to raw athletic metrics in the draft process as much as Goody seems to? Uh, not that I recall. Um, and I don't think the draft kind of uh, reliance on uh, those kinds of metrics wasn't kind of in full bloom across the league just at that point in, in the NFL's kind of evolution. Um, you know, and Goody, for all that we talk about regarding athletic testing and what have you, he's not quite as adherent to it as Ted was. Ted was much stricter uh, than Brian has been. But uh, Ron, uh, you know, Ron took flyers on people. Ron used every avenue possible and was not afraid to kind of think outside the norm a little bit uh, when he, in his player acquisition model. M, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Hi, Nags. I feel my darkness retreat is almost done. I hope so, buddy. I hope so. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling like I'm in the dark a little bit, but uh, I got I got, uh, you know, I got I got Twitter open here. I got people texting me. I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I'm praying that uh, I get news here any moment. Let me make sure I got everything refreshed. Up to date. Um, looking good there. Looking good there. 
Okay, there we go. No, we're all good. No news to report. How are we doing here? Andrew, thanks to the super chat. If Rogers goes, does Tom Clements? I don't think so, actually. And I was wondering that myself. And uh, I did a little digging, a little tiny digging. And, it, you know, it sounds like Tom is in the building every day and pretty much going about his business as though he is going to be mentoring whoever is at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Now, we don't have an official announcement from the Packers on who their coaching staff is, um, which is unusual. Usually that's out before the combine, but um, I don't think Tom is going anywhere, but you never know. And I know there's some assumption that if Rodgers goes to New York, that Tom Clements will go with him or retire. And I'm, I'm just from what I hear, that's not necessarily the case. Doesn't mean it won't happen, but it doesn't sound like it's headed that way. Rodgers doesn't want to pay all these taxes. Daniel, he's like Wall Streeter at this point. It don't the Taxes don't matter at this point. That's all liquid. Mimsy, thanks for Super Chat. How many of the Lambo railings did Corey get at the tent sale? LiveX business expense for props? Is 69 going to be included to seal the trade? Mimsy, uh, well, first of all, I don't know if Corey made it over to the tent sale to get me my Brett Hundley jersey, but I really hope he did. Uh, as far as uh, 69, I'm really hoping not. And I understand that's been kind of thrown into the ether here the last 24 hours or so. I know Tom Silverstein was kind of pontificating about it openly on Twitter yesterday. I hope not. I think uh, David Bakhtiari is a great player, and I'm not in the habit of just moving on from great players. Um, and I understand the whole Rodgers thing. I get it. Um, but Bakhtiari is a very different animal and a very different stage of his career. And they don't have a Jordan Love ready to step in for one David Bakhtiari. Um, yeah, but could it? I'm not t completely taking it off the table. I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, I certainly hope not. Andy, thank you for the super chat. Magor, the 70s and 80s are referenced a lot, but what could happen post-12? What were the issues back at the time, and is Green Bay better equipped to keep something similar from happening again? Andy, I think that's a really good question. I'm really glad you asked it, because you're right. The 70s and 80s get kind of referenced a ton when it comes to whatever is going to happen post-Aaron Rodgers, right? After having Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back-to-back, -back, the Packers simply have to fall back into mediocrity or disrepair because there's no way they could have three superstar Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. While that last part is true, the Packers are in such a different place when it comes to just the franchise in general and the health of it. Um, the 70s and 80s, you, the whole reason Bob Harlan is deified as he is, is his foresight in bringing the franchise out of the morass that was just a real lack of leadership across the board. Um, and the way outsized influence that the executive committee and even the board in general had over the proceedings on the football side. Um, they are in a much healthier spot now. Even with the transition upcoming at CEO, Mark Murphy has to retire in a few years. Um, I know they're the, the kind of the odds on favorite to take over for Mark is Ed Policy. I think Ed is a perfect guy to lead the next kind of generation of the Green Bay Packers as a steward of the franchise. They're just in such a better spot. I mean, look no further than Titletown and that expansion and all that that means for the health of the organization and their ability to compete. Um, will they, you know, will Jordan Love be the next superstar pro football Hall of Fame quarterback? Who knows? But 
uh, the chances of them going back to that, I mean, the morass and the horribleness that was the 70s and 80s, is very, very minimal, simply because of the place they've kind of put themselves organizationally is just night and day. Um, I just don't see that happening. Mark, thanks for Super Chat. Rogers will announce his decision to play minor league baseball tomorrow. Heard it here first. Will he be doing it via fax? That'd be dope, Mark. That'd be hilarious. Joe, thank you for the super chat. How would you rate your level of confidence in love now versus your level of confidence in Rogers heading into the 2008 season? That's a good question. Um, I was excited for Rogers, but I had no idea what to expect. Uh, I'm kind of at the same spot with Jordan Love. You know, obviously I would, you know, Whenever everybody talks about the you know comparison between Favre and Rodgers, and yes, Rodgers clearly became the better quarterback. There's zero doubt about that at this point, right? But man, you can't discount what Brett was stepping into. As far as the team, as we were just discussing, having just been perennial losers and been just the absolute wasteland of the NFL, and to watch him grow and become not only the player he was, but to lead that team and those teams and win MVPs, uh, it was a vastly different situation, you know, growing and developing with a team as opposed to Aaron, who, no, it wasn't a juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination, but he stepped into a much more stable organization and team than Brett did. And by extension, and this is kind of where I'm leading with this, is Jordan's stepping into a really healthy spot. And I know there are definitely weaknesses on the roster and there are things that have to be kind of grown and developed and they're going to be in cap hell for a bit, etc. I get all that but exponentially more healthy than what Brett stepped into back in the day. Um, and I do think, you know, as far as like my confidence in Jordan, I tell you what, after last summer and the stints we saw throughout the regular season this year, I'm ready. I, I'm really excited and think, yeah, they can play winning football with Jordan. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to throw for 45 touchdowns and 4,000 yards or whatever. Like that is a whole separate thing, right? But just leading the football team, leading the offense, moving the football, scoring points, and, you know, hopefully collecting wins. Yeah, I think they can do that with Jordan at quarterback. And I'm excited to watch that. Uh, what else we got, folks? Vex, what's up, man? Breaking news, Packers quarterbacks are very indecisive. You ain't lying, man. You ain't lying. Dustin, thank you for the super chat. Rogers love to Shane Falco. I'm green and gold forever. Rogers love or Shane Falco. I'm green and gold forever. That's what I'm talking about. That is correct, sir. Matt, thanks for the super chat. Do you think fans clung on to Favre more than Rogers because he played a huge part in bringing Green Bay out of the darkness of the 70s and 80s, whereas Rogers' expectations were higher because of Favre's success? I think there's something to that. There's no doubt that you know there was a real emotional attachment to Brett. Uh, because of the fact that they were so terrible for so long. And then he was the shining star that, you know, Cliff Crystal has written about this. I'm not telling tales out of school. I mean, there were definite thoughts of what the, what is the future of the franchise. And Brett pretty much reversed all the kind of negative inertia of decades of failure. And, you know, Aaron, like you said, he stepped into a pretty healthy spot. Um, but I do think there's something to be said for the fact that it was widely publicly known and, you know, pretty much on the table that Brett wanted to go play for the Vikings and wanted to stick it to Ted and the organization, you know, whereas Aaron has cons you know, constantly and consistently said he wants to retire a green Bay Packer. 
So I think, you know, the sentiment towards Aaron, as much as you do see now online every day about people being sick of the indecision or uh, tired of, you know, losing the playoffs or whatever stuff he's talking about on McAfee and all the headlines and people are probably ready to move on because of all that. But I still think there's generally a great kind of well and deep gratitude from Packers fans that probably wasn't there for some of them when it came to Brett Favre simply because he was very clearly wanting to stick it to the Packers in a way that Aaron just doesn't. I don't get the sense that Aaron, you know, wants to make the Packers twist. Now I say all that and watch tomorrow. He'll come out and say like, I want to play for the Packers knowing they want to move on and just create more drama, which will be fun. Don Vito. Thanks for the super chat. If you're 12, how do you even consider green Bay again? It's a good question. Uh, other than you have the leverage. I mean, we've seen Aaron play hardball before, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him do it again. 70s and 80s didn't have the free agency. That's true. And we don't have the clown show that was the board of directors. James, That's I, I did just reference the, the you know outsized influence that the executive committee and the board had in those days was really unfortunate. I mean, younger fans might you know be surprised to learn that back in the day, Bart Starr, Packers legend right there over my shoulder. Bart Starr, as the head coach, had to go in front of the executive committee on Mondays and explain his game plan. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur or Mike McCarthy having to go in front of like Bergstrom and company and say, well, this is what we were thinking against the Giants. Like what? What? And that's what I mean when I talk about the health of the organization. And Cliff has written about this a lot. And I think Bob McGinn has written about it too. Like you can trace pretty much throughout the history, the hundred plus year history of the Packers, when the executive people and the business people get you know more and more involved on the football side, that is usually when the fortunes wane on the field. And that is why, you know, it is always a good idea and has been a good idea for such a long time to make sure there's a separation there. And look, that doesn't mean that they're not important. Doesn't mean they don't play an important part in the franchise. Hell, we all know throughout the history how important local business people have been in keeping the Packers alive, right? But that doesn't mean they know football. It doesn't mean they know how to run a team. So why it's so important to keep that separation. No doubt. Jeezy Baby, thanks for the super chat. Does my vote as a shareholder matter for anything? I never vote. Should I? I feel like it's a faux vote. I mean, technically it is counted and when they put these people up and they nominate people for the board and things of that nature for each year of the shareholders meeting, you know, those, the, the votes quote, do matter. It's just that no one ever really bothers. So it is a bit of a faux vote because of that. No doubt about it. What else we got folks? Rob, thanks for the super chat. Assuming love is our quarterback next year. Is there a veteran backup you think might be a good fit in green Bay? Not really. I've been saying like, I really hope they draft a quarterback to be the backup. If you're all intents and purposes, you are really hoping you make the playoffs this year. And I think they have a squad set up to do that with Jordan at quarterback. Got some holes to fill, no doubt about it. But, you know, if Jordan goes down, I'd much rather keep developing another younger guy than some journeyman quarterback who's going to step in and maybe what, win a game or two? I, I just, for what? I mean, I'd much rather, you know, again, collect young talent and develop it and possibly flip it down the line 
that's much more important to me long term, especially this year. Maybe not next season, because uh, I think you know next season all things fall the way you hope. Yeah, you're probably hoping you're going to be back in at least trying to contend, right? But this season, I just don't know. And it's especially if you trade Rodgers, you're going to have a lot less cap space to work with. I'd much rather spend those free agency dollars, which will be pretty damn precious at that point, on positions that will actually help us and see the field rather than a guy who's going to carry a clipboard and you hope doesn't play all year long. That's just my thinking. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't, doesn't mean they can't, but that's just where I'm at with it. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. All this drama shit proves to me that 12 was never a team player. Now he's holding two teams hostage. Now, 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 Ryan, now, now. He's not holding them hostage yet. Come back and talk to me on Monday during Packers Daily. If we're here on Monday on Packers Daily chatting it up and we don't have a decision from Rodgers, then he's holding people hostage. But until then, they've got time. I know in this world of day by day and 24 hours and hell, even hour by hour because of Twitter, we all feel like it's taking forever. But And I joke about the waiting game and things like that, but he's still not holding anything hostage yet. Now, that negotiating window opens up on Monday and he still hasn't made a decision. Then you're talking turkey. Then he's holding people hostage. Um, Vex, thanks for Super Chat. Is it harder to justify investing in a defensive player since generally they have shorter careers? Uh, not if you ask the Packers. They've, <laughs> they've used those fifth or the potential for fifth-year options on defensive players way more than they have on offensive players. So I don't think they have any problem. Andrew, thanks for the Super Chat. If Love starts, does slot, with, slot receiver or tight end become more valuable? Love seems to... Seems like he may be more likely to fire down the middle of the field. Possibly. You never know. I mean, I know Aaron has been kind of allergic to it throughout the back half of his career for various reasons. Um, possibly. You know, I think tight end in general just needs a major overhaul and or talent boost. You know, who knows what ends up happening in the draft, but I do think that's your best bet. Um, I still would like to get them, have them get Tunyon back because I think he can help. I think he was playing his best ball towards the end of the year last year. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. What else we got? We got Ryan. What's up, man? Do you think 69 is linked to 12's trade? I talked about this a little earlier. I truly hope not. But you can't take it completely off the table until we hear about this restructure that Brian was talking about last week in Indianapolis on Tuesday. And he said it very confidently. that They were going to get something done. Um, and then they got Kenny done, but we haven't heard anything about David. So I really hope not. But until we hear something in the, on, on the contract front from Batiari, I, I can't completely dismiss it. And I hate it. TKM, thanks for the Super Chat. Let's revisit one small fact. Aaron is under contract for two more seasons, Pappies. He is. And it gets exponentially more difficult to get out of that contract as those seasons go along. Um, the Packers. I suspect knew this was probably going to be the year they had to get out, even though they had drawn it up for essentially three years, just because it is such a time bomb. It is such a nuclear kind of detonation. Each and every off season gets worse and worse trying to get out from under this thing. So I think it's almost forcing you to move on in that regard. John, thanks for super chat. Do you think Z would consider a return to Green Bay? I saw this, John. I was kind of joking on Twitter, but 
Um, Zadarius posted a big thank you with a couple pictures on Twitter. And then Ian Rappaport reported that he has asked for his release and the Vikings said no. <laughs> oh, always something with Z. Do I think he'd consider a return to Green Bay? Probably not. Do I think the Packers would consider it? Probably not. But it'd be fun. Oh, it'd be fun. And hell, hey, the Packers need help at edge. Just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Moonman asked, question, can Jordan Love win a game? No quarterback can win a game because wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. Thanks for playing. Dustin, thanks for Super Chat. We have Lambeau and Bratz. The rest will work out. Now that, sir, is a healthy attitude. Doxon, thanks for the Super Chat. Good to see your face again, Nags. Go Pack Go from Minnesota. What's up, Doxon? Haven't seen you in forever. Where the hell you been, man? Don't be a stranger. <laughs> Brandy. Can Jordan Love hand the ball to Jones? Yep. Love can win. <laughs> I like it. Cyril. Oh, it's like a gang's all here of all the folks I haven't seen in forever. How you doing, Cyril? No QB question. Could we be in the market for a bargain wide receiver vet? Yes, very much so. Brian has spoken now twice uh, about that very fact, both at the end of the season presser and in his availabilities at the Combine. He has mentioned wanting to add a veteran to that room. Um, the thing is, is every time someone becomes available or there's like the inkling that someone may get released or be available via trade, I always put the maybe moniker to it on Twitter and everyone, not everyone, but lots of Packers fans have meltdowns about like, oh, this guy sucks. So this guy's at the end of his career. Yeah. Those are the guys that the Packers can afford. I don't know who the hell Packers fans think they're going to go get. Like It's going to be maybe not Sammy Watkins, but it's going to be Sammy Watkins-esque. Not going to be some crazy. Now, the one possibility, the one possibility that the Packers could kind of shock people at wide receiver, and I'll, you know, I would not put this past them, is Odell Beckham Jr. We know they've had interest before. My thing is, is I think Odell probably just wanted to come play with Aaron. If they've moved on from Aaron, I don't know how much of a selling point that is to come to Green Bay and play with a brand new quarterback. I suspect Odell would not be down with that. But he is still out there. He is a free agent, and the Packers have expressed interest before. That's the one guy I could see them kind of surprising us with. But outside of that, it's going to be old and slow and somebody you're not going to totally love. I can almost guarantee that. Don Vito, thanks for the Super Chat. Non-Rogers talk. How do fans still celebrate Favre the way they do after all we've learned about him off the field over the years? The guy's a knob. I think you're being pretty uh, pretty generous with knob there. Um, man, I don't want to talk too much about Brett. I made a whole video about it. Um, I've been as guilty as everybody for kind of turning a blind eye to everything kind of cascading issues off the field since he's left the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can try to compartmentalize, right, and understand what he did on the football field and what it meant to the Green Bay Packers and to myself as a Packers fan. But, man, I certainly don't celebrate the man now. There's zero doubt about that. Charlie, thanks for Super Chat. Thoughts on the Z situation? Also, Stenson Bennett? I doubt it on Bennett, but never say never. Um, you know, a late round flyer? Could see it as a possibility. Um, on the Z situation, I did just talk about it. Um, I doubt either side would be interested, but Packers need the help. Problem is, is could they get him for cheap? Because I doubt it. 
John, thanks for the super chat, man. What Green Bay related event would you have loved to see play out in today's social media world outside of Favre Watch? Oh man. I oh my gosh. Um, the worst event ever that I would love to see Twitter's reaction to would be Charles Martin body slamming Jim McMahon at Soldier Field. I've said many times, as the one time I've been embarrassed to be a Backers fan. Uh, I would Twitter would be would have been absolutely amazing. Amazing that afternoon. So we'll see what we got. We'll see what we got. Uh, Amy, thank you for the super chat. Whatever happens, I'm happy that the last potential game I got to see Aaron live was beating the Cowboys again. Now, there you go. That's a hell of a way to go out. That's a fantastic game to have been at. Carl, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Nags, really looking forward to the ball being snapped with more than one second on the play clock. I said that the uh, I think yesterday, like one of the kind of noticeable differences on offense will most likely be the fact that they will have a little bit. I don't think it's going to be like you know they'll do it exponentially quicker, but I think we'll get it uh, maybe closer to like five, seven seconds remaining on the play clock rather than one every single time. That's the dream, anyway. We shall see. Um, all right, everybody, I'm gonna have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And uh, I will be back tonight. If any news breaks, late into the evening, I'm going to be here for a while. So if we hear anything regarding Aaron Rodgers and this potential trade to the Jets, I'll be live again. So come on back. You ain't got nothing else to do. You're as obsessed as I am. I know this. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Please tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.